Tell me I'm wrong about my it's... own life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's talk. Let's talk Let's then. Talk. Let's have a conversation. Some Let's co- talk. Some coffee. Oh my god. Some coffee. Oh like, all right. And exactly. <laughs> this is just yielding this this doing this podcast has just yielded us yeah. yielded us so many amazing results just in the two months that we've been doing it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I love but doing with the numbers though too. It's just like so. It's yeah. nice. It's just nice to talk to people in a different way. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, let's just uh, get right into it. There, hi. Hi. I'm I'm David <laughs> Benary, and I'm Gia Doxy, and this is Silhouette's JB Podcast. This is the deepest dive into Jersey Boys that there has ever been before, whether it's the movie or the stage production, and the stage production covers every single uh, production that there has been produced by Dodgers Theatricals, whether it's Broadway, La Jolla, Off-Broadway, the two national tours, London, Australia, South Africa, New Zealand, so many, the cruise, Um, everything with the moon and the stars all rolled into one. (laughs) <laughs> it's true. <laughs> We're going to be dropping a lot of quotes all the time. <laughs> all the time. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> David, we have seriously the most incredible guest we could have tonight or today, whenever you are listening to it. I um, I saw you play Elphaba in Tampa. Uh, oh, my God. Feb- yeah, February 12th, 2017. Um, I went up to um to tampa for for like a day to see the show um i um and you were i mean you were going by a different name back then yes um how do you pronounce it polchi or polky polchi yeah so she was going by olivia polchi back then you were seriously amazing it was so awesome and i was recently watching um uh, someone, um, th- there's a video of you singing The Wizard and I at one of those um, events Chicago. where they introduced oh, the season. Oh, yeah. yeah. It blew us away. We were listening to Thank it, like, preparing you. for tonight. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your riffs. You do this little riff um, right before. One day the will to me, Alphabet. You go... Um, what a pair will be the wizard and I. Yes, that little like thing that. on the wizard, I was like, I had never heard anyone else do that. It was so, it was like simple, but yet so. It's so I, I, I must have walked. I must have went back and listened to that moment just like ten times in a row. Just that little moment. It's these little things that we obsess about, you know. And it it was so great. And you have such a amazing an amazing vocal quality and it's like it really runs in the family <laughs> you know um <laughs> Thank you have you. such a, a such an amazing range um your your vowels are so piercing and pure and like i i hate singing e's and oohs but they just oh. soar they soar so openly i mean it's re- really uh it was it was wonderful 
Thank you. I've worked really, really hard for that. I've really, uh, I think, especially since being home, I definitely sound really different in a, in a good way um, in comparison to all of like the bootlegs and the videos that are up. It's great to watch my growth happen via YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah. Like it, it just, at first I really didn't like listening to myself. I get like really weird about that. Um, and I think we all do. But at one point I was like, how am I going to get better if I don't listen to myself? 100%. And I just started listening to myself and my voice teacher and I, we work really hard. And I thought it was easy singing alphabet back then. Um, and we had to work out some bad habits that happen when you're doing the same show for three years. And now it's like, it's truly a walk in the park. And I've, it's Amazing. a little bit of it is the natural vocal range, but a lot of it has to do with how much work I've put into it. And to hear like, um, like all the specificities that I do be noticed and really admired and have such wonderful things being said about it really means a lot. So thank you. Cause I've worked really hard on quite literally every single note to make sure that it is wow. easy and effortless. It, so it literally sounds effortless. And I always talk about one of my favorite things that I like listening to from your grandfather is his, um, the, the Christmas album. The, yes. The Gloria in Excelsis Deo medley. When he sings. Oh, the, so good. It's in heaven. It's up yes. in the stratosphere. <laughs> and um, it's effortless. It's truly, truly effortless. And that that's that kind of quality that I hear when I listen to you. Thank you. You know, we, we, we were also listening to She Used to Be Mine, that, that, that video that you did. And it was. Oh, yeah. It, the acting also was so raw. It was so emotional. And the vocals were just so there. It was, oh, it was wonderful. Thank you. I literally just yeah. got done doing a show at Jersey Boys and ran over because um, my friends. Did you really? Yeah. And my, my, some of my best friends run Normal Ave, and that's the concert series that they were hosting that night. And so we kind of did like a country version of She Used to Be Mine, like if Dolly Parton sang it. And so it's not straying too far away from it, but I just... I felt crazy that night because I was like, I just got done doing like, I think two shows, like one show, I forget. Um, but I, so thank you because I was like, oh my God, I have to do this. I just ran around for two hours straight. I feel crazy. No, it's okay. It was also a half step up from the original key. So, yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really weird. Um, my voice teacher and I have figured out that like, because every every singer has their own break, but then every like like an alto, every alto has their break. Every soprano has like usually the same break. And I'm technically I'm a mezzo soprano, but my break is a step higher than most mezzo sopranos. So a lot of times when things are like kind of in my weird break, which is like fine to sing in, but it just tires me out. Um, we usually raise things like a half step or a whole step higher, and it's like, okay, it's, we're fine now, but it's it's crazy. Titus Burgess also does that. Um, he, yeah. He, uh, there's a video of him with Seth Rudetsky. He's doing that obsessed video where he sings Meadowlark from The Baker's Wife. Yes. And he talks about oh. how he sings it a half step away from Patti Lapone. And what's even more crazy, um, he was in the original cast, Broadway cast of Jersey Boys. He was singing An Angel Cried a half step above what people usually sing it in. And so instead of 
because uh, they, they usually end on a C for she cried. He was he was he was mixing that C sharp on top. And he's a freak of he, nature, like in the best way possible. Yeah. Like that's a vocal mastermind. Yeah. But I get what you mean. He's it it awesome. could be easier singing things higher. I'm I'm to- I'm totally the same way. Yeah, and it's you know, it doesn't make a singer better or worse. It just it just shows that you know what you're doing with your voice. Everybody's voice is gonna be different. And you just you have more power knowing where your voice sits and what is gonna be more comfortable for you, whether that's lower, higher, yeah. or in the same key. Right, and it gives you an edge too. Like, is it, if, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Like, you can make it like a whole new way. Exactly. And also, yeah. And so, and plus, like watching like all the videos on YouTube and because like, your voice, because like you can take it in so many different ways. Like, was when you sang "I Have Nothing," holy shit! Because like, <laughs> you you took it. I was like, oh my god! Because it was it was a whole new song that you did. So we definitely would ask you about like your arrangements and how you work on every note for sure. Yeah. I just have to tell you, no matter what key you are singing in, like your voice lives in this like powerful simplicity <laughs> that does make it effortless. I'm just like how. It's, 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 it's kind of like if you're listening to the mono or a stereo version of a song. Yeah. It's like I'm hearing both individually <laughs> while I'm watching the whole thing. You guys thing. are going to make me it cry. Kind of I'm just you. like, how is she doing Seriously, oh amazing. Thank you. Yeah, well, just so you know, it, it, your work really is so appreciated. And like, and we, we want to know, of course, of course, for your grandfather, but, but for you, like, you got it, man. You do. Thank you. <laughs> I, I could cry. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's, you know, in this pandemic, like, so it's, I've been, I, I know everybody or most people have been facing like bits of doubt and bits of like, you know, like, can I really make it when this comes back? When is it going to come back? What am I going to do? And so um, thank you for saying all of that because it, I really, I really do deeply appreciate it. And it's nice to know that because I'm the number one advocate of like working harder than you think you ever need to. Like, even if you're exhausted, yes. keep getting out of bed, keep working, work until you can't move. Like, that's mm-hmm. how my grandpa is. That's how I am. That's how my family is. And so, yeah. I mean, you'll be like on the road till you're nine. Flying oh, all over the if map. You want Absolutely. To be. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, just to hear all of this is, is really, really amazing because it's nice to know that, like, the work I am doing and is not in vain, you know? 100%. Because I think for me, 100%. It, I, for me, being an artist is about being able to tell stories and to move people in ways that they might not feel comfortable being moved in outside of a theater right so mm-hmm. i really i really appreciate that thank you we should do your official intro <laughs> if you guys haven't realized we have with us in the studio olivia valley <laughs> so again olivia valley played Mary Delgado, a.k.a. her badass grandmother in Jersey Boys at New World Stages from May 21st to November 17th, 2019. Her final curtain was on Bob Gaudio's birthday, Scorpio, hell yeah. Before her iconic Jersey Boys debut, she graduated with a BFA in musical theater from Montclair State University and understudied Alphaba on the second national tour of Wicked. She was cast in all these roles before she turned 26, which is absolutely amazing. Um, she performed at 54 Below several times and headlined her own sold-out show there in February. She's performed at Green Room 42, slaying always with her killer range. 
I guess and it runs in the family, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. I'm sorry if you hear rain, by the way. it's We have a tropical storm happening. Totally. Right yeah, now. I mean, it's great. It's yeah, it hit us yeah. two nights ago. God, yeah, totally just, I'm Are sorry you... to interrupt. I was like, oh my god, it just no, no. started. <laughs> I'm melting. Are, okay? Are you okay? No, we're good. We're good. I just, I felt so bad. I was like, no, not now. Totally okay. Totally Don't feel okay. bad. Yeah, I can't hear anything not at all. On. I think we're fine. Great. Okay, yeah. great. That happened to me. Not on. Yeah. yeah. Recording too. Oh, it's it was the worst. I'm sorry. Okay, no, but on. you go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's totally cool. <laughs> so recently, um, she started uh, a podcast with her friend Fiona McIntyre called What's Your Backup Plan? During the quarantine, encouraging artists to keep pursuing their original dreams and don't stick to your plan B so that when the world is ready to be in the same room again, we'll all be fulfilled. We are pinching ourselves having her on our show today. Please welcome the wonderful Olivia Valley. Woo! Hi! Hi! <laughs> having me i'm so excited to be on today tonight wherever anyone's listening oh my god this rain I, you guys are gonna hear oh, it in man. this microphone it's like <gasps> it's crazy it, it it's adds okay. to the natural ambiance you know this is this yes. is happening yes. in real time you know this is the summer season like we got yes. this. right it's fun. exactly <laughs> the last piece of the puzzle oh, but i do have to ask olivia did how did you hear about the show or like did anyone like did you see it on instagram or did like we were just hounding you with things. How did you notice that we were even doing a show? I actually noticed um, when the two of you DM'd me, and then I saw that Aaron was on, and I think he's mentioned it before, and I was like, oh, my God, yeah, this the Silhouettes podcast. Let's go. This is amazing. And so Yay, I love what, okay, I, I love the, yeah. yeah, it's, you guys are doing wonderful things, and it's just really cool to see. I love seeing people creating and staying fulfilled and inspired uh, a lot of the words that we use in our podcast but it's those are the words that yeah. like I see in people when they talk about the things they love and it's nice to see people still have passion and something to look forward to when this time is seriously bleak 100 yeah, percent, exactly I, I always have to quote La La Land because it's like people love what other people are passionate about and if you get into it it's just it lights up the room exactly this is crazy down. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I heard that one. Yeah, it's nuts. Oh <laughs> um, before we get uh, – Gia, if you don't mind, before we get into Jersey Boys, I wanted to ask a little bit about no. Wicked before we get into Jersey Boys, which is, of course, the main part of the podcast. Um, were you were you playing Alphaba a set amount of times a week when you – at one point? No. Okay. I was not. I was just going on quite frequently. Okay. Well, there was, um, there's Elphaba, there's the standby, and then there's the understudy. And the year that Jessica was there, I actually um, didn't get to debut until kind of later on into our contract. And so the standby was on frequently. And so after Jessica left and the other, st and that standby left and they were replaced, then I started to go on more frequently because um, the standby and the Elphaba were also just very um uh responsible about their bodies and if they weren't feeling well they would call out and so we just happened to have a standby who was like this like immune queen like she never got sick and i was like good for of you course. like live your life <laughs> yeah. um i actually debuted because she had to um 
uh, go to a bridal shower for her best friend. And so, and Jessica at the t- uh, was not doing it uh, that week because we had a nine show week. And that role is insane. I mean, like, a nine show week. Yeah, sometimes we would have nine show weeks. Sometimes mm-hmm. the holiday schedules was nuts. I remember we did 23 shows with, like, four days off. Like, and it wasn't even a real day off. Like, we just had so many back-to-back shows within a three-week span. And putting on those costumes that are, like, 14 pounds, like, hurt. It just physically hurt. And so she was like, hey. She texted me in the morning, and she was like, hey, like, I'm not – feeling great have a great show and i was like okay let's go let's party (laughs) so could you imagine and so that nine show i I love how you say let's party oh yeah that's so funny um that that week it was a nine show week and so the whole full week i did my ensemble track and then saturday morning i did Alphaba at night I was my ensemble track and then the next morning I was Alphaba and then the night and then that night I was in the ensemble and then we had a Monday show so then I was also in my ensemble track and then I had a day off and a week later I got horribly sick because my nerves and everything were shot yes oh my I, I get me too like if I'm like beating myself into the ground for like two or three weeks I, I'm out of commission for like another week. yeah now it's, it's like awful. my body is so used to the abuse I give it I'm, I'm so lucky to have a healthy functioning body I'm grateful for one that like I just keep going now I just don't stop like the bunny so on my TV family, with the battery like, like the bunny on exactly. TV um, <laughs> and so like my family and my friends are like you have to like take a minute to like eat and rest I'm like no and they're like yeah you actually legitimately have to and I'm like fine okay so right <laughs> it's a tough lesson to learn I'm sure but yeah but, it, but it's, it's wonderful that you have that work ethic it's great you know, and so. it was I used to say it was the biggest gift and then I said it was the biggest curse and now I said that I it's the best learning lesson I'll ever have um, mm-hmm. I now understand how to take care of my body in a way where I can apply that work ethic and apply how to maintain a body to do a show eight times a week. And I remember my last show as Alphaba, I was at the Pantages and my grandpa came. Uh, I knew like Aww. two weeks in advance or like a week in advance. Um, and Jackie Burns was our Alphaba at that time and our uh, standby at that time, Cecilia Tickton, um, she just looked at me and she was like I know it's your last city I know this is the last time you're gonna do it let's split the day because she because Jackie Burns um had to Jackie Burns was out for two of the shows um and so Cecilia said I'm gonna let Olivia have one this is her last show her last city and I was able to tell my grandpa and he got to see me be Alphaba which was amazing and I at that point three years into the show <laughs> um <laughs> you i figured out how to just do it yeah. and just do it not be nervous about maintenance or pacing i it was in my body yeah. and i just said okay right let's do it but i i love that you said like three years later like was like when you finally was like yeah i got this yeah. like it's, it's fine you know because everyone is so different with with adapting you know i but of course like for so many people, it's really challenging, and it takes them a long time. It but is. you have to do what you have to do. And like, even the show when I going. first like did Elphaba, like I, I have this really weird brain. Like I went on, I debuted, and then I didn't go on for three months, and I hardly had rehearsal time, and I remembered everything I needed to do: backstage traffic, mm-hmm. on stage traffic, 
props, everything. And that's just, I have a really weird brain like that. And so, yeah, I, I do adapt very quickly, but I was always, I'm, I don't like the term perfectionist. So I am always actively seeking to be better. So I was mm-hmm. always actively looking for ways to get my pacing better so that it can be the most comfortable show ever. And it started to just get easier and easier the more I did it. Yes, comfortable and efficient. Because yeah. I feel like if you're not, and I think this might be a girl thing too, because it's like if I feel like I'm not, like I don't have all of my shit like and more, I don't feel like I'm ready yeah. at all. And but like, you still have to do it, yeah. right? It's, yeah. And like that yeah. pressure that you put on yourself is completely My overwhelming. My director from so community yeah. theater used to say, practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. It's true. It's absolutely mm-hmm. true. And, you know, I I don't like to say that I'm uh, scared because that means I'm underprepared. And I know that I can never be afraid if I'm prepared. Um, but I yes. will always be nervous because I care. And so when I was going on as That's Alphaba, I knew everything I needed to do even when I debuted I was like I just need to like do this on stage once with people to know what this is like and then I'm good and I was because I knew I rehearsed for a year I were I was like so ready at that point and I wouldn't have traded waiting that long for the world truly because it really it just reaffirmed the fact that like I am a quick learner and I know what I need to do and I know that you know, it might take a month or it might take a year, but I will be ready. And so I was really grateful yeah. for that. The language that we feed our minds is so powerful and so important. Yes. And I know that you feel that same way because I, I like on your Instagram, like you're, you're so mindful of that too. And I think like, thank God, like now that we're like, get, like really getting into our twenties, like since we're all kind of the same age, like that's when you start to learn. It's like, yo, take a step back. You exactly. know what you're doing. Yeah. Chill, exactly. just do and it and enjoy it yourself. Like you have to love no. yourself so hard. And it's like, obviously so much easier said than done but you just have to be as kind to yourself as possible because the world might not be kind and so at the end of the day who do you have yourself you have your family but some people don't even have the gift of having a family that loves and supports them so you have Mm -hmm. to create that system for yourself I think that's the most important thing right yeah yeah, Thank you for was, saying that. I know a lot of a lot of us need to hear that's, that. That's like something they don't you know, teach you is... in theater school, you know. No, not at all. And I, even when I went to school, the school I went to uh, is wonderful, but they were very hard on us, and it uh, there were a lot of problems that came with being in any musical theater program, to be quite honest. But there is this underlying pressure of perfection and being having the quote-unquote Broadway body and I don't think that's a term that's one healthy or a term that exists I think if you have a physical body you have a Broadway body and that's it Mm -hmm. also not everybody wants to be on Broadway so like well some people just want to do wonderful regional theater gigs or just want to tour so what their bodies don't count either I, I, I just think it's extremely um, close-minded and exclusive. And I don't – I'm not here yes. for that. I'm not here for that. Right. Yeah, it's like Broadway, you're bust. You know, that's always how we grew up. And I think so So much of of our lives, like in college and post-grad – I've been freaking out post-grad, by the way. But it's, it's, it's unlearning all of that stuff that we like, – all the stereotypes – 
that we grew up with and it's just not the case and it's harmful it's very harmful and we come and you know it's not to say that the professors and everybody for the most part are terrible it's um it's a very old school way of thinking they came from the golden age era where like it was literally so toxic and and a bunch and racist and misogynistic and it was really it was it was we were just cracking the surface of theater and so people didn't have the knowledge that we have now people did not have the uh social resources and judicial resources the way we do um and there we still have a lot to learn as a society and i know that when we look back at theater it's gonna say wow we were in 2020 and there were still so many problems with theater but the beauty Mm -hmm. of it is the ability to look back and say wow look at all these problems that we fixed look at all these problems that we recognize and that we are trying to fix looking down so i also think that that is important as well looking down that mountain of success it also helps that composers back then weren't writing melodies for people to sing in the stratosphere on every bar yes (laughs) there were actually broadway (laughs) bass and alto roles you know and baritones. baritones where are the baritones where are they where do they go even you know it's so funny most of the people who play nick massey in the show like have played radames also in aida and they're singing g's yep. and a's like matt bogart played radames yeah that's i mean he he's you know he's broadway's nick massey you know i mean he he was the he was the the first replacement, Nick Massey, and then he just stayed there, and and a complete gentleman, the nicest awesome. guy. That's so awesome to hear. That's a um, like yes. what a wonderful, wonderful. I have, I doubt he remembers who I am because I look very different than what I looked like when I was younger, um, but I just remember him being so kind and so warm and so welcoming, and it is really nice. To hear good people being talked about like that. So I mean, where where's where are my some enchanted evenings? Where where are where are my um, this nearly was mines, you know? Yeah, I just did a um, I just did a I was a guest speaker for a dear friend's um, camp that he runs for like high schoolers and middle schoolers, and one of the girls asked me, and it made me really. <laughs> sad when she asked me this that she was like are there gonna be roles for altos out there and i was like oh i was like yeah there are tons of roles i'm I'm technically an alto and i've done really crazy things but it's Mm -hmm. it's how theater is going where everything has to be in the stratosphere i mean which i personally love but that's also not for everybody not everybody can sing to the stratosphere comfortably and even though i can it still takes work like I am still in my twenties, so I'm like, you know, I I want that to have longevity, and I'm working towards that so it can be healthy and have longevity. But I I I miss the musically inclusive days of theater. But I wish, but I love the contemporary approaches to theater and right. the new works that are going to be created that are also going to be way more inclusive for the BIPOC community. So. Amen. You know, there's there's a lot there's a yeah. lot happening here, but you know, right? Be... It, it'll it'll balance itself out eventually. I think right now this is the snap that we needed, and then things will go back 
will they, they will go to a new level that incorporates all the good things yes. from the past and the present for sure yeah yeah because it's even just and that's why with like of course again so here's the thing all of our research all of our love of musical theater and everything everything seriously comes back to Jersey always, Boys, always. you know, because because of course, like we we love like like we love the classics. Of course, we do, but we also do appreciate the the depth of modern musicals. Yes, but this, this is, is it's, everything. It's like it's more everything. than a musical, and yeah, it's revolutionary. It's, this is honestly, it is. Hundred, I can't believe it. And even just to go back to, because like, I know David started quoting, of course, the great Bob Gaudio before, j- just with. Because people don't have the same path that they want to do, like when they study theater or when they just are interested in it. There's so many different ways you can go. And we need people to want to go these different routes because everyone has to fill different things that that make a show a show. So I ha- so I know Davida's thinking this. So I climbed the ladder of success. I'm one step higher than the rest. I've got the guts. I passed the test. You know, but everything. But, it's like, but if you've got a home and a family you've got more than me yeah you know like that and like the power you know of just that that excerpt that verse everything like that's everything comes down to like what you said olivia like about like you have to have that support system for yourself and the family and the people that you love and you trust and that is what life is about and that's what theater is about and it also for me it shows that that quote for me specifically is the most heartbreaking Mm -hmm. I think knowing where my grandpa uh, has come from and the life he's led, but it also shows the sacrifice that people in theater or any art, anything ever, writing, drawing, filmmaking, being a musician, the sacrifice that artists make to keep what we do alive and to make money. I mean, we work holidays. We work... I mean, I didn't see my family for three years. And, you know, sometimes you go, what was all of this for? You know, and so for me, that was always the most heartbreaking moment for me in the show because I think I can I can say confidently that it is a line that says, like, you know, I've done all of this and I, I have nothing because I'm nothing without family. And what we do comes with a lot of sacrifice, you know, like me being a woman I don't know if I want kids because of what I do um I don't know if I'm gonna have the time for it because I know I'm young and my career comes first and that might change in five years and I'm cool with that but realistically speaking like I can't be in a Broadway show and dedicate my time to my kids it comes it all comes at a price but that comes with any other job too but this specifically is that's what it reminds me of. Not to bring the mood down or anything. No, this is so no, amazing. You can edit that no, out. This is so, yeah. Thank you for being so candid with us. Because this, this is a conversation we were, all, we were hoping oh, to have. Oh, good, So thank good. you for wanting Tommy to talk about it. Tommy took me off the streets. Yeah. What's that worth, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's that kind of dialogue. And that's, that's what makes the show the show we we talked about um like the, the conscious and the unconscious genius of the show and i think in that isolated moment with frankie with that song it's of course the contrast you know of like this melancholy bittersweet nostalgia with that like with that happy music that's what makes you want to cry yeah it's so genius. it's th- and that's what that's what makes a musical it's 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 a musical. it's more musical. it's more of a play with <laughs> amazing music. music i yeah. mean that b- 
book, yeah. Rick Ellis and Marshall Brickman. Come on. They will never replicate it. I mean, they will never, ever replicate it. It is. It was and is so ahead of its time. And I, I can confidently say we will never see another show like it, but I, I love watching. I saw Ain't Too Proud, and it's kind of a similar yeah. concept. And I have uh-huh. to say, if anyone was to do a show like that, it's it's that same team because exactly. that show is also so exactly. good. I mean, so my good. God. My best friend, uh, Darius Jordan Lee, he literally debuted on Broadway uh, in Ain't Too Proud, and three days later, Broadway shut down. And the beautiful thing about him is uh, his heart. And he was like, I know that we are coming back next year. I'm not even worried about that. People are dying, and I want people to be safe. I want to go back when it's safe. And I can't wait to go back to my job, and I miss it. But there are bigger things at hand. And I will never forget that for the rest of my life. I guess segueing into the next topic, um, we're all around the same age. You know, um, me and Gia are 24. Um, so how old were you when the show was in development and, like, the writing stages? Oh, God. Uh, I was in middle school. So I was – I don't remember how old. I think, like, 11. I'm going to say a solid 11, maybe. Um, and my mom came up to me, and she was like, so – something crazy is going to happen. I was like, what? And they're like, they're going to write a musical about your grandpa. And I was like, what? And at this point, like I still, I didn't really understand the magnitude of who my grandpa was until I was in high school and they were playing his songs in the grocery stores. Um, And then it really Mm -hmm. didn't hit me. And it was kind of, there were a lot of reasons why I changed my last name. Um, A lot of them are very personal, but the, a large reason was because I saw my grandpa in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I've worked my entire life to be known as Olivia, not Frankie's granddaughter. And I still work every single day for that. Um, I am very proud to say that even when I was in Jersey Boys, people, for the most part, forgot that I was even his granddaughter <laughs> because I am who I am. My grandpa is not my meal ticket. Um, my family and I have never asked him for anything. He's just our grandpa. Um, that's just who we are. Um, and so I was so proud to see him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with him being signed with all of his stuff and everything. And so I said, I, 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 need, to, I need to change this. I, I need to represent my family, my real family, my maternal side of my family my mother and my grandfather the two people who I admire and love the most and the two people mainly my mom who like raised me who really raised me and so I digress I digress but I I realized that this was going to be a really big deal and my mom was like this is going to be huge and I'm like 12 11 12 and I was like I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) but The show opened, and I saw it two weeks later, and I looked at my mom, and I was like, this might be the greatest thing I've ever seen. I I was blown away. There was, like, a three-story set. You had two drum kits moving around. Like, it was – the girls were beautiful. The men were hilarious. Like, I – 
I was so moved by it and also because it was so personal and I at this point I've only seen Jersey Boys Stomp The Lion King and Beauty and the Beast like I was not your musical theater girl the show after that that I saw was Wicked and that's like all the shows I saw in high school <laughs> but the stars are in alignment, the stars are alignment for you and I and there's this playbill picture and it was always wicked next to jersey boys and my mom looked at me and she goes that's gonna be you one day you're in she's like you're in wicked you're gonna be in jersey boys and then it closed and i was like well i guess not (laughs) haha you're wrong and i got chills though and then all and then it reopened on off broadway which the to (laughs) to the listeners out there the only real difference between Broadway and off Broadway is not production quality, but it is house size and seat size. So, seats. So, a Broadway house has to have 500 seats or more to be considered a Broadway house. Jersey Boys off Broadway at New World Stages has 499. So, it is not because it is a less production quality. It is still like the most unbelievable performers you will ever see. I mean, like the cast I worked with was, uh, I mean, they were doing more work and they were just so talented and I, I it was an honor to be with them every single day so if you ever have qualms about seeing an off-broadway show don't exactly no it's Thank so you. true it's one, one seat. seat less one seat. and one seat. such a smaller space um Aside from those, um, the huge touring houses and the August Wilson, which wasn't even that big, but it was still pretty sizable. Yeah. But when you're in that New World stages, you really gotta lean on that book. There's no, there's yes. no hiding behind no big set pieces. There's only one you screen. You know, I said the same <laughs> thing. I was like, you know, I love it at New World stages because you get the story yep. more. I agree. I was like, it is yeah. less spectacle and more story. I agree. And I'm so glad you said that. Wow. So glad. So when you say you saw it two weeks after opening, was that on Broadway or at La Jolla? Broadway. So I never saw it at La Jolla. I saw its Broadway opening. Well, technically, it's. I saw it within the first month it opened. Okay. But I never saw the La Jolla production. But I heard wonderful mm-hmm. things about it. And the same thing with my mom. It was my grandpa who went to see it. And my mom was like, this is going to be a hit. Grandpa called and she, she, he said it's going to be a hit. It's going to be unbelievable. When you know, you know. Yes. You know, so it's like, is it, when, I feel like when, when Italians pinpoint something, it's like, that's that's going to be something. Or, like, or she's she's good. Yeah. You're, like, you're good. You're good, you. We know. We know. So. Especially my mom. She's <laughs> yeah. got these weird, like, supernatural powers. I love her so much. She always calls mm-hmm. it like she sees it. And never once has she been wrong. Ever. Uh-huh. In all 27 right. years of my life, never. It's true. Nuts. Seriously, it's Jersey girls, Italian girls, like, we... We don't play. We, we know how it is. We don't no. play. I just want you to know, like, it's... This show means... Everything. Like, just so, like, everything. Everything. Because everything boils down to one scene or one line in this show or in this movie or in one line that Vincent Made Piazza up. improved in the movie. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, we're, we're always quoting his made-up lines. It's real life. Always. Do you like the movie? What did you think of the movie? I, I thought that the movie was a, uh, a spin-off of Clint Eastwood's version of what Jersey Boys would look like without music. Um, mm-hmm. I wish that there was more music because it is all about the music, and I wish that 
Um, Clint Eastwood understood the magic of why Jersey Boys on Broadway was so successful. Um, But I loved the actors in it. I think that they've done a fantastic job. I think that, I mean, and I met Clint Eastwood. I was on set. Like, I met John Lloyd Young. I've met all these people. And they're all wonderful and spectacular. I just think that it would have been suited with a better director is what it boils down to, in my opinion. Um, That doesn't mean that I think it's the worst thing ever. I've certainly seen worse. I just, being (laughs) from this, I know what the magic of Jersey Boys entails. And I think Mm -hmm. that we can all say that confidently, that we do understand what the magic entails and that it was not... It was missing that. Even at that end dance sequence thing, um, it was missing that. It's It felt put on and put in to appease to the audience, but without the authenticity that Jersey people have. I know people who love it, and I know people who hate it, and I yeah. tend to forget about it. Um, because I was in Jersey Boys, the musical. I know Jersey Boys on stage and off stage now so for me I just I there are a lot of things that could have been done better but that is not a comment to any of the actors any of the wardrobe any of the, anybody who is working so hard to make Jersey Boys the movie what it was they all were spot on I just think it needed a different director okay gotcha. that that's totally fair yeah for sure well going back to the show um so how many times did you see it on Broadway or on tour a lot I never saw it on tour. We always just went to Broadway because while Jersey Boys was running, um, I was in auditions for Francine for Broadway. And Mm -hmm. it never happened uh, because the woman who played Francine was part of the original Broadway cast and also closed the show, which is amazing. Holy hell. It's like 13 years. Good for her. Get that money. Do what you've got to do. Like a bunch of them just stayed the whole time. And you know what? I'm here for it. It is a wonderful, amazing show, and it's a family. So it didn't happen how it needed to, and I'm not mad about it because mm-hmm. I my middle name is uh, uh, Francine. Uh, named at my. You were going to ask. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, uh, no, no, don't be sorry. Thank you. Great. Perfect, perfect segue. Um, yeah, it is. My mom named me Olivia Francine Valley because um, I'm legally changing it to Valley as well as it is my stage name. Um, so now I'll just be my name name. But um, I always felt more suited playing my grandmother. I grew up with her. Mm-hmm. We shared the same room together. Uh, we are very, <laughs> very similar in a lot of ways. Uh, and then we are completely polar opposites in other ways, um, which she might be very happy for me for. <laughs> but when I did get around to playing my own grandma it that's when it felt the most authentic I always felt like one Francine was never properly represented in the musical um at 16 she wouldn't have been caught dead wearing sweatpants and adidas she would have been in a beautiful fringe jacket like long Mm -hmm. beautiful braided like some braids in her hair wavy hair um living her best hippie grunge chic life um but you know musicals all will always have a different spin on it did that did that make me hate the character absolutely not i also just know that francine personally was a little stronger 
Um, so I wish they wrote a stronger scene for her in some mm. ways, in some ways, um, because she yeah. is very strong. And I actually really, really love um, Diana Barger. She is the current uh, Francine uh, slash dance captain off Broadway at New World Stages. And I think she has the best representation of my aunt and my mom would have to say the same thing and so would my grandpa and Bob Gaudio wow so I I really love her fire she has that fire and they're both Aries so it's fine there you go (laughs) exactly (laughs) wow well I I, that's thank you for bringing up even just a a quick costume change like if if they gave her that frilled jacket that would have made so much of a difference wow I would have loved to see her have like a fringe jacket and then for um fallen angel she walks out with a white fringe jacket so it can look like angel wings i think that would be really that hire me as your next costume designer (laughs) just kidding that's the only good idea i'll ever have well it's amazing because so many so many of these regional productions are starting of the show you know um north shore music playhouse did it ogonquit playhouse did it twice in a row like they did they one season after the other they bought it yes they, they brought did. it back um with uh, peter gregus was in that was in that production um i love him he's so, so nice. nice um and we, we 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 are now being able to see all these different representations and so who knows i mean let's get olivia valley to design one of these productions, anyone who's doing it. And play my grandma. Let's go. Let's do a double Part thing. Two and three. Exactly. <laughs> so would would you want to play her again? Um, I would like to play her at a regional house. I also okay. um because I I loved my time at New World Stages. I just like a change of pace. I like a change of scenery. But also at the same time I feel like I'm kind of good never playing her again only because even though she doesn't have like the longest scenes out of the female she has the meatiest scenes and they were all emotionally very very difficult I mean because I know the ins and outs of it and even that breakup scene was so hard every single night and so it really took a lot out of me and I don't think that I would have it in me to do that again in the same capacity but not in a bad way just like I don't know I feel like I feel like I just I did what I had to do and like my time there was ran out naturally and I couldn't try to force that story anymore yeah it was it was like a fixed moment in time and if you go back it'll be in whatever capacity yeah it would be and you know I I decided to leave because I just I knew I was like man I could stay I love it I love having a job I love working but at the end of the day I remember doing um the kitchen scene the second kitchen scene where she's wearing the black dress with the frill on her neck and I just said no this is my time this is my time to go Mm -hmm. I was like I've, I've served this part well and it has served me well but I need to I need to venture onward and there and it was just like this beautiful moment where like I love what I'm doing I remember the people in the audience I remember the look Aaron was giving me I remember every detail in that moment because I was truly just soaking it in and being like I love this show I love this job but I know it's time and that's just how I Mm -hmm. that's how I am kind of everything um I knew it was time with Wicked too I just I 
I just knew. I just lo- I looked at the next couple of years, and I just said, okay, I'm going to end in L.A. I'm going to see my family. I'm going to see my grandpa. I'm going to see my uncles, and I'm going to go home. I need to go home. And had I not, I wouldn't have booked Jersey Boys. So maybe it's instinct. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's intuition. Maybe it's my gut or all three. Once but I just knew. I think that. it definitely Once is all said three. It, you knew that that was what you wanted. It's what you wanted. Yeah. You had a total Nick Massey moment. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, I yeah, my in my family, our intuition is uh, scarily unmatched. It is yeah. We 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 can smell something a mile away, and we're like, I don't like that. And here's why. And then, like, we're mm-hmm. right. And so it, it was for the best. It was for the best. That's and incredible. I loved my time. I loved the people there. I loved wearing the costumes. And, like, they were all made for me, which was so cool. And so I felt bad leaving because they didn't even get six months of wear. But now uh, but now they are being lovely, lovingly worn by Michelle Rambola, who is the current Mary Delgado. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. I love her. She's the coolest. Yeah. Um, she's the coolest. I love her. Um, so, yeah. It's just, it's a family. I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy for you. And that's so inspiring to hear. It's like, it's like you like you made up your mind and you're going to do it and you're going to do it with grace and that's it. Yeah. And I love that because so many people are afraid to make decisions for themselves. But you, you did it. I was there. I was there with Wicked. I... I didn't leave for a year because I was afraid to leave. But I also okay. think I knew it was because I wasn't ready. And then that, that's when I started going on as Alphaba the most. <laughs> so <laughs> See, it all works it's, out. it's the inverse reciprocals of life. Exactly. You know? And I was like, you know what? I'm not mad about this. And then I was like, okay, now I got to go. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I've been working really hard for three years straight. I have to go to bed <laughs> and nap for a week and, or a month. And yeah. I did. I literally oh, – I because I worked so hard, when I got home, I uh, didn't really go home because I would go home and nap and then go see my friends and then come home and then wake up and then do the same thing all over again. And so that was a week-long adventure. And then I finally laid on the couch and slept for literally, like, 18 hours. <laughs> It's like coming home from college. Yeah, and, like, I'm not a big partier. I, I seem pretty extroverted, but I am an introverted extrovert. I, like, do what I need to do, and then I go and I run and I hide and I stay in my sweatpants and watch anime or nice. whatever I want to watch because um, <laughs> I am a huge nerd, uh, and I love that part of myself. But awesome. I, yeah. I definitely just went home and I slept and I was fine with that. I turned off my phone. I said, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> and I just slept for 18 hours and woke up to 46 messages and like 10 voicemails. My friends were like, did you die? And I was like, no, but maybe because I napped really like, hard. You're tired. I'm really tired. <laughs> I found myself getting really burnt out and I was really burnt out. I, I kept saying I can't wait to reinvest in myself and my friends and my family and then I got home and I was working again and I was so lucky to be working again but then I forgot about myself all over again and I am so grateful for this pandemic to take this time for myself and to like really find that balance of like being busy because I am which is also very wonderful but still having time for my friends and my family and taking care of myself so it's been 
a gift, but it was uh, it's also a learning lesson, you know. But yeah, it, it all comes with intentional gratitude. I keep talking about intentional gratitude because it's easy to be like, I'm grateful for this food, but like intentional gratitude is I am grateful to have the money to buy this food, to make it and spend time doing it because I live in this beautiful house and a functioning kitchen and I am so grateful to have food in my stomach today. Like that kind of very specific gratitude. And I swear to you, it changes everything. It really changes your whole perspective on things. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. when we say like, oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy I'm here. Or like, I'm so grateful for like, being you know outside today while that works for a lot of people for others like myself I found it becoming empty and so yes I I just keep talking very about, empty arbitrary yes yeah and so I keep talking about doing things with intention rather than just doing them and I know that in this pandemic it's very hard right now but if we can try to lead with intention I think that the world huh, would be a much happier and better place. In um, in Judaism, um, we have a, a, a Hebrew term called kavana, which also means intention. And um, a lot of times, uh, uh, um, we have so we have so many rituals. A lot of times, things can just become perfunctory, and because you're doing it, you know. Um, but if you if you really tap into yourself just like exactly what you're saying and you have that kavana you have that intention it it becomes a whole different thing knowing what we are doing uh and keep and staying conscious about it is really something that uh leads us to a more fulfilling life as actors as musicians as a creative person and just as a human being in general yeah and and, and thank you for really giving the definition of what it means to live with intention because I feel like and I used to do this too I'm just like what does that mean like like yeah. be like intentionally like like what are you talking about and I feel like a lot of people still feel the same way but you're right it's all about the details it's like it's zooming out like horse blinders it's like whoa yeah like look at look at everything you really have you really you have to you it's have, all of the details that make a beautiful picture than focusing on the one mm-hmm. color in the picture you get the whole thing and it's like wow this i what was i doing just staring at that one dog in that picture for i there's a million mm-hmm. of them now i love this when you're finally getting what you want and like what you think you deserve like yes i worked so hard but i, but I have to keep but we're also the same way like, where it's like we have to keep working harder like this is too easy why why is this happening yep. for me a little bit easier today this isn't normal like we're ever so worried that things are going to go wrong too so it's just like chill out yeah you know, just it's take like, the minute you're gonna be fine take the minute to breathe take the minute to i i've been finding that you know the more burnt out I was, the more negative I was becoming. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, we're human, and I'm, and I don't like to admit that part of myself. I don't think anybody does, but I now I'm starting to switch it from like, wow, like I have a really packed day today, to be like, I literally asked for this three weeks ago to be busy. I am so happy right. to be busy. Oh my god! And it really does it just flips things around and I get so excited and so energized because how we speak to ourselves and out into the world reflects onto us and our brain hears it and then internalizes it and then does 
everything we need to do. Clearly, yep. I'm a huge nerd for talking like this, but it, no, it's amazing. true. Thank you. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, because I'm a motivational, at least I was a motivational speaker for middle schoolers and yes. high schoolers, and it's the same thing. It's like what you, like your brain believes it, whatever yes. you say. So if you say, I can't do this, or like, this is too much for me today, like, yeah, like, it's, it's right. not going to happen. Then you can't. Yep. You can't. Not at all. And, oh, but there's something else you said. I'm trying to remember. Um, oh, well, it's, it's like a, just an ask and you shall receive, you yeah. know, it's that kind of thing. But then it's like, oh, no, I changed my mind. Like, eh, like you oh, know, God, so, what am I done? I like this now. I know. It's I horrible. Food, but everything but that, that we do, like, at least for me, like, I, I try, like, the fact that we're talking to you today, my 14-year-old self would be flipping a shit. She'd be like, <laughs> what? Like, what? Like, there's no way. Like, like this is insane. Like, you're doing a Jersey Boys podcast? Like, who are you? Like, what's going on? So, like, but I, so everything I try to do, I try to do it for my younger self. Who, yes. who has these larger-than-life dreams. And, like, when you actually start to make it happen, you're like, all right. Like, you, you owed that. It's so her, important. You know? That's, like, so much... I that's so much inner child stuff that's so important because you know we all have that inner child and I think to give it the the, our inner child the life they deserve is really wonderful so I'm really happy you do that and David I'm sure you feel the same way what do you think I mean I'll be I'll be so frank we didn't think we'd be able to get you on until like a year from now you know we, 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 we have we've been talking to Ron Melrose and Richard Hester. Yes, and I love they're them. They're amazing, and we we didn't think that we'd be able to. We 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 we've never done a podcast before. Gia is running two other podcasts right now as well. Oh my god, she is like, yeah, yes. <laughs> superwoman. It's so hard she is running such a podcast. A hard worker. It's so hard. She, we'll, we'll 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 compare notes on how to actually run these successfully <laughs> but anyway but, um, continue. we 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 just figured that you know it would it would take time to build up listenership and to build up oh like oh now we can go to these people because we have the numbers to show them but we were type we were talking to michael fasano from the cruise and he was like just reach out you know you never you never know what's yeah. gonna happen and we reached out to you and it was like it was wonderful. You're you're such an amazing person. You're so humble and generous and kind. Um, and uh, thank seriously, you. Thank, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I like could cry. I'm like, don't cry on the podcast. Don't do that. And I'm like, so nice. They're so nice. And that's the thing too. Like, I don't I don't care about. I don't even look at numbers. Like, I don't even think about numbers. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Same it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, I'm like, if you want to ask me, go for it. Like, I'm I'm just I'm a team player. I like to just do what I can, and like I like to do things. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, this is great. And I just love the 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 passion that the two of you have for Jersey Boys and for all the different types of actors like it's not just Broadway it's not just off Broadway like it's the cruise it's the tour it's the creative team like it really is such a family and it's such we all cannot survive without one another and that goes for every single show we literally cannot do a show without the other person and so I really think it's special that the two of you are so inclusive truly so I'm very I, I just I 
think it's wonderful. Thank you. I should take this oh, necklace well, off. Thank you for even thinking about that angle. Of, of course, because that's, that's the problem with... Th- that's the problem! There's so <laughs> many different things. Like, because everyone, there is no job that is not important. You know, even... To, a Bronx Tale, same vein. You know, like the working yes. man is the tough guy. It's the bus drivers. It's 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 the blue collar people. It, it's it, I'm, tr- I'm trying to quote the show. It's it's um. The oh, oh, it's it's, it's the, uh, um like, it's 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 the, it's the guy at the gas station. It's the girl at the gas station. The guy with flipping the diner burgers. Who's, with, who's the, with, doing the girl with uh with bags under her eyes. The guy flipping burgers. They're yes. they're yeah. the ones That's who the one. took us over the top. Right. It's, Sorry, it's I, that didn't know, I didn't know that's I what, that's, that if you were quoting that or something. <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite um, asides to the audience. I mean, Dawn. Same. Dawn is just already yes. my yeah. favorite song. God, that mm-hmm. moment in Dawn when I first saw that, yes. I lost, lost it. my mind. I was like, this is the best show I've ever seen. Holy crap. I've never seen something like this. And, like, the people running in the – for me, the most impactful part, other than the lights that, like, might have burnt my retinas when I was a wee child, um, is <laughs> is just seeing all the people backstage running and also being backstage during one of my grandpa's shows and, like, being brought right back to that and, like, having tears in my eyes being like, this is so accurate. This is what this looks like. It looks crazy. <laughs> another segue um well so speaking of like of the boys but of course this show like we since you're here we have to talk about the the jersey girls this is yes like this is yes of course and there's so much that i would love to just dive in deep with you because um here's the thing full honesty like of course like of course i'm a feminist like and now that like more shit has been coming out in the past few years i'm like extra fired up about it um but i i was an intern at refinery 29 um and yes. like, which is a female empowerment web you know i site love and everything. refinery 29 yeah <laughs> i got into like i just started looking at everything like more from the female point of view and um and just like just through a different lens and because i always grew up like, like, like watching the sopranos for example of course you think about tony and the guys so i'm just like how the fuck is carmella dealing with this shit like i think she's the most interesting character or if you watch um like i love movies about the first wives club or like behind every good man is a great woman who is helping drive this success and there's so much to it yes. and if you my big fat greek wedding same like the best line i think is of course next to the windex line is um yeah it's it's like the the man is the head but the woman is the neck and she can turn the head any way she wants and it's, it's true. so true because they're the backbone and i i your mom seems like she's the same way and you know my mom is too and that just what's really sets the apart women run everything, everything. With the Jersey girls without the women yeah they nothing do would happen Nothing would move. Nothing would like, move. <laughs> and that's true. the thing too. Like I, I know uh, myself, Diana Barger and Amanda Dela Cruz, the three, the two women I worked with um, in Jersey Boys. We said like we would love to have a song, like a a, a, a trio, about the what the women go through because I love the show, but I I really wish that the representation of the women in the show was a little more heavily emphasized. I mean, we know it's Jersey boys and not Jersey girls. We get that. We get that. But 
Um, and obviously, with the times, there are going to uh, men were uh, very used to a very specific way of treating women, especially Italian American men. Um, and so, I, for the historical sake, love the, its accuracy. I love it because I don't think that we should change it because the times have changed. I think that's even a bigger statement as why we shouldn't because we can go, wow, maybe people shouldn't ever do that. Okay, Mm -hmm. noted. But I do wish that the women were um, a little more featured in ways that they didn't look like set pieces. Um, But it's true. The women do really keep the show running. They are the waitresses. Um, or I or Nick's date, which like literally that's the name of the character, <laughs> like, um, or like just like the angels. Like I, I wish that Francine had a little bit of a meteor scene, so we got to see her pain a little more. Or yeah. Lorraine, like, cause Mary kind of has like the she she's kind of got it made in the shade. She's in Act One and Two, like she's hanging out. Mm. Um, but I do. I do love that the two of you know how the show really could not exist at its fullest potential without the women. I um, would like to propose a song to come out from the ones that got away and into the show for the women. This actually, it's in the show, represented in underscoring. Um, Ron Melrose, genius. Um, But... I would, I would, I would love to hear the girls sing "Silence Is Golden." Yes, yes, please. Or I wish, like, even in my eyes, adored you. I wish the duet was a little, a little longer. longer. Yeah, yes. a little longer. And maybe mm-hmm. I'm being selfish because I love to sing and I wanted to play my grandma a little more. But I also know that that was also a general thing that people wanted. Uh, actor-wise or audience member-wise. Um, but, you Absolutely. know... I, and I, I do think that the women are just as important. They do help Frankie become who he is, and it, they all propel the story forward in a way. Mary does, Lorraine does, and especially Francine. So I... I, I, lo- I mean, and I love the show, and I think to love something doesn't mean that I can't critique it. I critique myself, mm-hmm. and I love myself. Um, I critique Wicked, and I love Wicked and want to go back one day. (laughs) You know, like, it's just, it's human nature. But I I do think that it's so important to recognize how hard the women work. And especially at New World stages, because um, offstage, we do not have an offstage swing. The woman who plays Francine is our onstage swing, so... If a girl calls out, it's just, just two, two girls. girls. We've we've been there, right? For two yeah, girl I, shows. We, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and that is, um, that's hard. It's really hard. I think that, yes. uh, and you know, we can do it. It's New World, like you know, like it's a smaller space, but it really you're really missing the the razzle dazzle of that extra girl who can like do what she needs to do and jump in and keep it the same energy every single night. Um, mm-hmm. But I loved, I loved giving that authentic 
Jersey girl sass whatever attitude Jersey girl attitude that's the word I'm looking for there's quite nothing like it they're just <laughs> it, it's like it, it just it's it fun. just their minds are always moving so they're always coming up with something to say you know like oh I, I never smelled anything like that what do you call it soap soap oh yeah and like that's something <laughs> yeah. I would say like I I am a smart ass I'm a smart ass the whole all the way and you know why because I'm from Jersey. Jersey I'm a Jersey girl all, like exactly I don't have time yeah, to sugarcoat so- <laughs> Right. Exactly. And thank thank you honestly for the real talk about it. Um just just about the representation cuz it's true. And and here's the thing. So as someone who cuz I when I watch and I, we want to have like a full like series of episodes about this just just about like about mob movies and Italian American stuff. People are obsessed, enthralled, dissect the shit out of The Godfather, out of Goodfellas, everything. And The Wolf of Wall Street, too. Same vein. And the older I get, the more relationships I've been in, I can't stand the cheating. I can't. I know it's part of the game. It's funny. It is but if you put yourself in that right frame of, of mind. Right. Why is it it's, a part but of it? It should. I agree. Like and like today, and it, plus with you saying it's like yeah, like it still is kind of like this today. It's like we gotta change this, but um, but that it does add, of course, to the like the layering of the characterization of the boys, um, yeah, and, and their journeys. But everything relates to the girls. So we have some research that we kind of put together, um, but in total. So, of course, women wear many hats on a daily basis. But in this show, if you are a female, if you're an act, female actress, if you're an act, a female actor in this show, you play it. There are three girls who play a total of 52 characters yep. collectively. Yep. 52. And like 52 costume changes. One changes eight seconds, 36 hairstyles and different wigs. This is unbelievable work. Yeah. And. We have we we have to mention that, and also with how how they like the characters literally move the story along. That's how I think it works for men's lives in general too. It's it's everything has to do with relationships, and it's about getting the chick. It's about getting laid. It's really it's, it's that one like those few people who really hit you, and they that's when they ground you. Yeah. Even when you are the biggest thing in the world. So David and I had this realization. Um. So with the songs, particularly in Act One, um, it was just really funny because I I was rewatching the show on a bootleg. Yes, um, I'm here for I, it. I, I love a boot. That. Okay, not of everyone course. can yeah, afford we so theater. Many. We're not trying to shame anybody. No, all right, we are I not. love a boot. Right. Thank Excellent. you. Please. Excellent. Yeah, but I noticed because I was skipping around just to notice like like your changes and everything, just to see the speed, and. Um, I noticed how right after Walk Like a Man, like the song after it was Oh What a Night. So I'm like, okay. So you're from automatically like, oh, like, like broken hearted dude to, all right, now I got to get laid. And yeah. I'm just like, shit. I'm like, this is so Bob Gaudio. Oh my God. It's like, you know, like he has to, like, he can get the but, girl now. So we have yeah, this whole Yeah, it goes slew. so much yeah, deeper than that. After Cry Check For Me, out. All the songs in Act 1 follow a structure. We didn't get into Act 2. Yeah. They follow a structure, okay? So, after Cry For Me, boy meets girl. Let's call girl Sherry. (laughs) Boy breaks up with Sherry. And, you know, 
they break up, but it's like, don't cry. Okay? Big girls don't cry. Boy is now lonely without Sherry, and Dad tells him to walk like a man. All right, son, go get laid now. Oh, what a night. What a night it was. <laughs> and he figures out that it is more fun with another person. But, Sherry, I still love you. My eyes adored you. But, boy realizes he sucks and is no good for Sherry. And you get to Dawn. And that is yes. the end of Act <laughs> 1. That and he's like, it. please stay away from me. I'm maybe not be the best person ever. Which exactly. is a lot better than... Uh, uh, a lot of people, men and women, can admit to. So good for that boy. Very um, true. Very you know, true. And I, I loved what you said about the 52 characters and the 32 wig changes because I don't think people understand how hard the women work in the show. Even when you're in the show, everybody is working so hard and the men are running around and the women are running around, but there's only three women and there's like 800 million guys and so, like, we have to carry parts of the show that they physically cannot ever do. And so it is – we are always on our feet. I was running around literally for two hours just, like, changing wigs, changing clothes, saying lines, and then running to do the same thing in a different costume. And so thank you for that because it is really hard work. And I would leave the shows exhausted, exhausted yeah. out of my mind. So I really do appreciate that, and I will forever be proud that I was a Jersey girl on stage, and I will always be proud that I'm a Jersey girl off stage. But that work that I put in, I am very proud of that. Y- y'all are mo- yes. y'all are moving you set pieces. You're doing all this stuff. So for 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 someone who is like, oh, I mean, okay, Mary Delgado doesn't really have such a big part. It's not that hard, but. <laughs> It's Mary and If you look other. at everything else, it's, it's like, Mary oh. and others. Yep. Yes. So could you name the others that you play? I I know it could be up to 15 or 17. There's like a million, but I didn't yeah. have specific names for them. They never had okay. specific names. I was Nick's date. I was a waitress. I was a recording studio owner person. I was a bowler. I was a uh, sex worker. I was Mary. I was a TV person. Like, I had a clipboard. Um, I was a photographer. I was... <laughs> God, that's only act one! <laughs> um, oh, I was an angel. I was... Oh, man... Um, I'm thinking of Act 2 now. Mm. I was more Mary in, in Act, Act 2 because she had a lot of stuff going right. on. But I, oh, I was a nurse. I handed the box that said Valley with Francine Holy stuff to Frankie, which is shit. always weird. And I loved, my favorite part of being in the show was hearing the gasp, the tiny gasps when people got it, that I'm the granddaughter handing my aunt's belongings to my grandpa that 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 click for me i would always <laughs> it was like the most serious moment and i can't be laughing but i loved it um who else was i what am i oh i was like a set mover i just wore this black dress to take a chair off so like i don't know i don't know what character that is but i was on stage for it 
Uh, <laughs> oh, I was a uh, nightclub uh, person, like a patron in Act One and Act Two. So I was about like fifteen parts. Does Mar- Does Mary? <laughs> um, is Mary one of the women who have the lines when Frankie is singing? I can't give you anything but love. No. Oh, okay. Gotcha. No, she is. She is formally introduced when she walks for um is it sunday kind of love sunday kind of love wow right (laughs) jersey boys was so long ago and it definitely was not no okay so i I meant is mary is the mary person the person in the mary track on stage yes okay that's what i meant okay yeah sorry she goes too young for you honey okay too short yeah exactly that's that's exact. me. Well, that was me, but that's someone playing Mary. <laughs> I love it. Oh, well, there's just so much to unpack with this. Um, but so another thing though about about the representation that I noticed, because here's the thing: if you really get into the social justice warrior mind, like you, you can really go into a dark place, and I feel like. I, I'm guilty of this sometimes. Like if, um, you know, if I'm just if I'm just in that mood, I, I never hate on men. I never I I never no, want no. that to be the tone that I give across at all. But sometimes, like if you're dissecting Jersey Boys, like again, like you said, this is about the boys. Like they're like the spotlight's on them for now. Like this is this is their story. Um, but like, so I was afraid that I was going to get into that dark place when I was rewatching it, but the dialogue absolutely took away any of those doubts and those thoughts from me because like, yes, it acknowledges and it makes fun and like pokes fun at the stereotypes, but it's never cruel. No, um, never. Yeah. So I do feel the need to say that just because like we never want that to be the discussion when we talk no, about and the, the thing girls. is the thing um, with Jersey Boys too is it was a different time. We are now in right. a time where men are allowed to express themselves. Men are allowed to be sad and angry and feel hopefully safe to talk about that. We are also asking men to be accountable and that mm-hmm. is changing. But back then those boys could not say a single word and it came out as repressed anger and taking it out on whoever and whatever and so you know they were a product of their environment and so if anything it's very sad to watch in a sense but it's also a beautiful if you want to take a positive spin on it it's a beautiful way to watch how men were and see how men are now in some ways I mean you know we can all be accountable and not hurt others but for the most part I mean the men in my life are accountable and vulnerable and loving and just love women and love and respect them and think they are walking goddesses and I don't think back then that would have been language that they would have been allowed to use that's the thing like not Mm -hmm. being allowed to use it there was physical punishment for speaking in ways that were not accepted or there were um there would be uh, negative connotations that were slightly homophobic and by slightly I mean very and so it you know that language is changing now too so you know the way we talk about the men in Jersey Boys it's from an observational standpoint because it's part of history and you know there are 
a lot and the, all I I can say <laughs> that 99.9% of the men who play any of those Jersey Boys are some of the most outstanding men I have ever worked with in yes. my professional sweethearts. Career. You know, you'll always get you're not great person in a cast, but luckily there was only one and everybody else was amazing and I felt safe and comfortable and wonderful and taken care of. So Good. If that is not a statement within itself, the peace versus the people, I don't know what is. It absolutely is. And I just also want to put this out there for all of the men, all the boys who, or like, and whoever, however anyone identifies, um, it could be really easy to get caught up in this. And I, I think I, I ha- I've had an experience with, with a guy who also, like, who loves this show so much, but he, he took the really bad dark parts of it and I just so please just be as sweet and wonderful as the actors who play these wonderful parts don't and romanticize and the the bad misogyny the romantic don't yeah. romanticize the romanticized misogyny in any of these excuse me I had right. to hurt in any of these older shows Sorry. Thank you. Oh God, was... perfect. And yeah, that's why we. <laughs> that's just that's yeah, why we here. feel that the show has mm-hmm. aged so well, because it was done with yes. such mm-hmm. sensitivity, and because those women were driving it. You know that. Yeah, the women that, really and do and drive that's the That's why show. we feel that it has mm-hmm. aged so well, and wherever it went, it stayed. Even in Australia, in England, in New Zealand. Yeah. I mean, they would tweak lines here and there to to, to fit you know references but the heart of it was still there yes absolutely and it's great to learn like just this how men work like like what makes them tick what's the like like just the psyche of it i i love learning about that and but 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 for for every man there's a woman you know or two you never know there's a woman (laughs) standing beside him not behind beside Beside. exactly yeah 100 percent Yes. Ah, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. I think right here is a good place to take a little break. So um, we got Olivia Valley over here with us, and um, we're going to be right back. Thank you. And we're back. Um, Silhouette's JB Podcast. Um, Just uh, a friendly reminder that you can find us on Instagram at at Silhouettes JB Podcast. You can find us. She was telling us a story about um, dialects in the show. Yeah. (laughs) So when you join the show, you get dramaturgy, which was hilarious because it's about my life. So I sat there and I was like, I know all of this, but okay. Um, but it was a great way for me to hang out with Richard Hester. So I was like, not mad. I was like, great. I get to hang out with him. Cool. Um, but they also <laughs> require you to have a dialect coach. Huh. And they, <laughs> they use this dialect coach for tour, Broadway, off Broadway, um, the cruises, all, all the productions. And so he walks in and he asks, so where are you from? From Jersey. How long have you lived there? My whole life. Jersey girl, born and raised. And he was like, great. He was like, where are you from in Jersey? And I was like, Essex County. He's like, how far are you from the city? And I was like, 30 minutes. He's like, great. So let's just read over the lines, and uh, I'll see if there's anything you need work on. Mm-hmm. And he, I was like, he was like, but this should be fine. And I was like, okay. 
and he was like but I'm just here just in case and I was like oh you don't trust me do you and so we are lit quite literally five minutes into this dialect coaching and I've said all my lines I've done all my things and we even do like the small little bits like that the girls do so at this point we are five minutes into it and he pauses and he goes yeah all right he's like I kind of have nothing to say I'm not sure why I'm here to be honest (laughs) and he goes it gets better he goes can I record you for reference for everybody else who will take on this role in the show and I died and I said absolutely and so he recorded me and he was like let's just like do the lines again because I'm here so and we did the lines again he was like I hope you don't mind that I use you to be a reference for dialect and I was like not at all thank you for asking and literally he it was supposed to be a half hour session we were done in five minutes and then spent the next five just recording um and so that was that was kind of that and it was just like and I remember when I was joining the company everyone was like you're getting a dramaturgy session about your life and then when I got the um, dialect some of the boys were in the dressing room next door and they came in after and they were like I couldn't stop laughing like you of all people like having a dialect coach it's like they're doing their job they don't know but now they know now they know so yes and they both know what we know exactly that is the most classic thing I've ever heard. But yeah, I, I, of course I get it. You know, it's their job. They have to make sure, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but like, but it come was on. Just so funny. I was like, this is rich. I was also like really flattered. I was like, they're going to use me to be a dialect <laughs> reference? Okay. Like, I felt really cool. Have, so. have you ever That's watched so 30 Rock? Yes. So do you remember? I think it's later. I think it's like season five or season six. Um, it was either Tufer or um, Frank realizes that Jack Donaghy's voice was used for the standard American dialect <laughs> during college. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, so for anyone who doesn't watch 30 Rock, um, Alec Baldwin plays this character named Jack Donaghy who is supposed to, he's um, playing this big NBC executive and he's like, uh, Johnny Mountain or like Richard Nixon or like the typical American executive and he has blue eyes, the perfect hair, the tailored suit and he has the perfect American dialect and so when he was in college one of the things that he was doing as part of his scholarship before he was rich AF was recording every single word for the American dictionary in the perfect American dialect <laughs> So this is like your Jack Donaghy, but for I Jersey. I feel like For that. Jersey. But for Jersey, and I'm honored. Amazing. That's literally amazing. I'm dead. <laughs> so it was cool. so much fun. So that was the story. Story time. Th- thank you so much for that story. It's so classic. <laughs> uh, well, but speaking of, can we kind of dive into the dialogue and just how 
like how it really represents what a badass your grandmother was. Yeah. Um, but question: her last name was not Delgado; it was Mandel. Is that correct? Yes, they just changed yep. that to protect her and her okay. family. Yeah, just but that when the show was created, she was not comfortable with it because she was alive. So they changed it. For right. Her. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did, did she like come up with the last name, or no? Did they came up with, it. Come up with it. Um, it, my okay. grandpa just called and they were like, "Can we? You're going to be a b- pretty big part in this. Can we use your last name?" And she was like, "Use me, but not my last name." So then they okay. changed it. Insider okay. info. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Oh well. So we have to. We have to break down the the pizza scene. At Manjo's. We have to. So yeah, at Manjo's. So um, if if you wouldn't mind saying Valley with an I and like, Can could you, you say it for, it for us? <laughs> Valley with an I. It says this is who I am, and if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself. Done. <laughs> you're okay. You're registered. You go so low when you when you talk <laughs> like that. I I fucking love it. I love it. So and then, well, oh my gosh, there's, there's so more. But then we're, we're like when uh, when Frankie's like they went a little, they went away for a while. Like what for? You know. Oh and, my um, favorite. Oh, that's your favorite. Like I'm not dumb. Yeah. I'm not dumb. I know exactly what you're talking about. So what's it for? Don't don't sugarcoat me. I'm not an idiot. Right. Don't treat me like I'm an idiot. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So that's so what we like want to talk about. Just because like, women always look ahead. They're always 10 fucking steps ahead. They're smart. And they have the brain power to get it just where guys get too introspective. You know? So well, Frankie's a kid. With, yeah. And the thing with uh, my grandma was she was older. She's been around. And so she was... When I was learning the show, I was told that Mary is debatably the smartest character in the show. Um, yes. They might have told me that to sugarcoat it because Nick Massey is also like he was a genius in real life. He's a genius in the show. Everybody's smart in their own way. But Mary understood everything that Frankie was saying without him saying it. And she knew how to fire right back. And she wasn't afraid of anybody. She would mouth off anybody. My Nana was tough as nails and really sensitive, just like me. I'm very tough, but I'm also a very sensitive person. Um, but the, that whole scene is just one-upping, one-upping, one-upping. And, like, until – and she's like, this kid doesn't have a chance with me. Like, I'm not going to – I'm not going to bed with him. And then he gets really passionate after she says that he's short. And she was like, oh oh, you're not like everybody else. Like, it wasn't like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. It was just like, why'd you have to go and say that? Like that. Like, and not degrading her or disrespecting her. And she saw that passion in his eyes. And she was like, oh, you're different. We're going we're gonna to get married now. Okay. And that's why we love that added dialogue in the movie when she's like, you know, you don't see the big picture because she realizes, okay, this is someone that she can work with. This is someone, you know, yeah. Tommy doesn't see the big picture. He's just a two-bit hustler. And yeah. those, th- there, there were so many added things, added scenes, added lines for the movie besides, besides for all the Vincent Piazza stuff, but the, the stuff that they wrote, that Rick and Marshall wrote for the movie that really added that whole extra layer added to mary's thing i mean my Mm -hmm. god it was so on point it was so on point truly yeah 
Were, so were there any stories that she told you that you wish made it into the show? Not that I remember, to be quite honest. Um, um, but I do have this story, and I said it when I was on Broadway Live at 5, I'm pretty sure. And my Nana was the kind of person who... Um, somebody commented on her diamond earrings once. She got them as a gift, and she immediately took them off and said, Here, they're yours. And I wish that... Um, and I really tried to play this a lot, but I really wish that... Um, the show and the movie captured more of Mary's humanity and her mm -hmm. huge loving heart. And I, I feel like it can be very easy to play her as a villain. Um, and I'm, that's not to bag on anybody who has played her because I think every single actress who has played her is amazing and wonderful and really told the story their own way that is so special and unique. Yeah. Um, just from me knowing her per... per uh, sorry one more time just from me knowing her personally and biasedly I'm I was very biased about how I felt about my grandma because I loved her she was she was my world and she was the best most loving person ever and so I just wish that they showed that because I knew her like that but it served she served a, such an impactful purpose in the show the way she was told but I tried to, as my own actor, really show that sensitive, loving side to her. So yeah, I'm blown away by that story. That's so <laughs> cool. My my nana was just the coolest. She was loved by everybody. There wasn't a single soul that didn't like her. Mm -hmm. She was she was it. She, she was really it. she was it. She got she really it. Was. Yeah. And I I and. <laughs> we know that she, you know she's so proud of you and to see and to see her and to see you you know looking down on you representing her on stage like that we know that how much that means to her you know it was it's the greatest there will be a lot of things in my life that will be a huge honor but to play her and to represent my family will forever be the greatest accomplishment ever i mean i'm the first person in theater history to ever play history. a direct relative history yes. i think there was a woman in ferryman who played her aunt that was loosely based off her but wasn't even her name either so like a direct relative name history everything so accurately i'm the first person to do that mm -hmm. and to be a woman in this industry to make history is so special and then to have my nana's name attached to it my family ties attached to it as well will always be the greatest achievement of my life that's the italian way too it really baby. is baby it, it is baby <laughs> oh but it's just I can, I can cry hearing that story it's so incredible and oh i have so many more questions but i don't want to get too personal because i'm just like it's like how oh we can wait for another time off the yeah, air. Yeah, we can do part um, two. We can yeah, do whatever. There's gonna, there's a gonna part be two would be amazing. <laughs> expect a part two, with, of course, with with yeah, you know two. with Olivia as with her like blessing. We're gonna have her back. Um, yeah, let's go. And um, this is it. Yes, we we have yeah. so many more questions. J just just diving into think... like even deeper with with the signs because like with with because because well, fun fact. So you're a Gemini, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, see, see, you're, I'm Aquarius. We're, the, we're air signs. We're the yes. same. Totally. Yeah. Davine's a Virgo. It's perfect. And, yes. and, and your grandma was a, was a cancer. And that's the thing. She is depicted, if we're going to go that route, she's depicted as a Gemini or, or actually more like a Capricorn, honestly. Totally. But and my moon sign is in Capricorn, and I was like, ah. the stars are in alignment, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> your it's so true, awaits. and we actually, um, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but then hearing your stories about the diamond earrings, and she was so selfish, and she just gave it to that person. Like, we need more of that. And yeah. um, well, this is also just really important to note that. Well, for me, I think it's like a fun way to end it. Um, but Mary says the first fuck. 24 yes. pages before yes, a single does. fuck. Yes. Yep. And cursing is currency, whether it's in conversation, on stage, movie, TV show, texting. And women didn't curse back yeah. then. So for uh-huh. her to do it, we're right. revolutionary. Me, me and Gia yep. love watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She got me into it. She <gasps> loves it. And I mean, so good. Um, th- there's so many the scenes. Next to this. Yeah. There's so many scenes where. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miriam Midge is getting criticized for the way she speaks, um, you know, because she 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 she's a swearer also. So w- women oh, really yeah. didn't talk like that. They weren't right. allowed to. They would be considered classless. They would um, lose job opportunities. Um, men wouldn't want to date them or marry them. People uh-huh. would uh, parents of those uh, men would say that they were like easy and like they they're they belong like you know with dogs like horrible awful things that is just like it's just the word and you use it so why can't they what's the problem oh because it's not exactly. ladylike excuse me yeah like and like what it what is ladylike it's 2020 what does ladylike even mean anymore for me ladylike right. is running my own business and making my hell own hell so. yeah exactly. thank you and running that's, when your mouth when you feel like when you feel like it yeah exactly that's ladylike for me Yep. Oh, my family, like, yeah, like, like my Nana, like, she's, she's like, she, she gets so upset when I curse because she, she's a, a different breed of, of the Italian side. She was much, she's, she's much more like, you know, by the book. Um, but I, I fucking we love, love an that. old school Italian. We of love course. an old school Italian. Of course. But we are women in 2020. We are men in exactly. 2020. And the world might end soon. So we are going to push gonna those boundaries. We're going to live while we here. can. Exactly. Yeah, because I keep saying I'm here for a good time and not a long time. I'm totally kidding, but I also don't know if that's going to be true, considering everything. Right. Yes. So. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? I think for part one, this is a perfect way to close up shop. <laughs> what do you guys think? I think it's wonderful, yeah. and I can't wait to be back for part two. Thank you so much. Oh, whatever yeah, you're free. What, what, let us, let us know. Um, you're a doll. You're you're a class act. You. You're humble. Again, you're humble and generous and kind and and, and real. real. You kept it real. Thank you, um, <laughs> Thank you Olivia. <laughs> Thank you both so much for having me. I'm so happy to be a part of it. There you have it, folks. Can you believe it? The one and only Olivia Valley took the time to speak to us. Olivia, thank you so much for joining. Everybody, please give her a follow on Instagram 
at Olivia F. Valley. Yes, the F stands for Francine. Definitely check out her new podcast called What's Your Backup Plan? It is the most motivating, inspiring podcast to make sure that amid all of the COVID chaos, you are still taking the time to pursue your dreams and live your life extremely important please follow us on instagram as well at silhouettes jv podcast underscore join our brand new facebook group where we will nerd out even more than we are doing right now at silhouettes jv podcast group if you could leave us a review on apple podcasts we would really appreciate that as well please spread the sunday kind of love and hopefully it could just be the more the merrier and we would love that Stay tuned for our next episode. You are going to freak out. He is amazing. Like, amazing. You're going to, it's going to be great. Um, yeah, so, a salud. Thank you very much. And we hope you enjoyed this extremely special episode with Olivia Bell.